Bonjour, hi, I'm Pascal Auclair. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. J'espère que cet enseignement vous sera aidant. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed. Vous pouvez me soutenir en cliquant sur le bouton sous ma photo. Your support is greatly appreciated. Merci. So, I'm going to come a few times before um, the summer hits. I think four times, no? Two, two more times after? Next Wednesday, and I think June 4th. Oh, okay. Anyway, I'm going to... I thought we could do a series, a bit like uh, something that's going to be followed. And uh, I thought we could um, explore together the four foundations of mindfulness. I mean, it's not, it's not going to be anything new, it's, but using that form of the, you know, that particular Buddhist list to explore um, uh, our experience, to bring mindfulness to. So the four foundations, is, uh, is that the list that you're familiar with? Maybe not. So it comes straight from the Buddha, apparently. So all the practice that we do in this tradition, in this insight uh, practice, is based on one discourse, one teaching from the Buddha called the Satipatthana Sutta. It's one discourse where the Buddha says, oh, here is one place worthy of your attention, one aspect of your experience, you know, one, one f- kind of phenomena that is happening that is worthy of your careful, dedicated full awareness in order to develop uh, wisdom or to develop compassion in order to, however you see this, for the opening of the heart or for the opening of the mind. So, uh, and so we're going to explore this together. The first foundation is uh, everything that is related to the body, to the materiality, to the senses. So that's the field, yeah. So when our attention, let's say we start with the idea that we're always giving attention to something. You could check it out and see if it's true in your life, that there's always something that is given attention to. Most of the time, for most of us, <laughs> you're smiling, where, where, where does your attention <laughs> habitually go? <laughs> to something funny. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> <laughs> so habitually, many of us, our attention usually goes not into something that is happening here now, often, and see if it's true for yourself, maybe it's not, but often it goes towards ideas about stuff, ideas about the past, the future, ideas about moi, and as somebody was telling me this week in the class, um, one woman came after the class and she said, oh, I've been following you, Pascal, for a while and I really do what you say. And, and she was talking about this first foundation. She said, I really listened to this teachings around this and I tried to apply it and it revealed, it made something become really clear for me. And she said, you know how you often say like we're, we, most, the most time we spend in our, is in our mind and is, a, is like kind of fascinated about the story of moi moi, who I could have been, will be, am, am perceived by others and stuff. And she said, I've been looking at it for a while now, and actually where my mind always goes is not to moi, it's to the other. And I always know what Pauline is thinking, I always know what Roger is thinking, I always know. 
you know, if they're enjoying this or not, if they're where they're going after, what is their time frame. Like, I'm always completely aware of everything about the other. And every time I come back to this one, I'm always a little clueless. Like, what am I thinking? I know what Pauline maybe is thinking, but what am I thinking? I don't know what I'm thinking. And um, I suggested that maybe this was gendered way of... Uh, as I, I don't want to make it a hard rule, but I thought, oh, maybe the fact that I'm thinking about me all the time <laughs> might be related to the fact that I'm a male. <laughs> and everybody, everything in my family and in the, you know, every time I look at the news, you know, there's, there's some guy who knows something and he's important, you know. <laughs> so I got that message, you know. So everything I think and uh, everything about moi is extremely important. And I, I don't know, I suggested it and she was like, you might be touching something there. But I don't, like, I know life is not exactly only like that, but, you know, there might be so, something to it. So see if it's true for yourself or not. But she was saying, and with the first foundation, I'm so thankful because with this awareness of the body, I keep coming back, and then I have to first find my breath or find my body. Oh, my God, there's a body here. Like, I'm always thinking about the others, the others and what they think about me, you know. No, that's me. <laughs> she thinks about what they think and what they need. And, uh, and so she says, when I come back, I come back here, like, so the, uh, the, the breath, the, the body, it's, it's a way for me to get acquainted with myself, you know? It's a way for me to discover what I feel, what I think, what is, how I'm enjoying this or not, you know, not just the other one, but this one here. So for her, it's a journey back to self, when self had been abandoned in this, uh, in this way. Yeah. So um, just a few words, and I'll talk more about it after the meditation, but we, I'm going to guide the meditation in such a way that we're going to go explore this some. So the first foundation of mindfulness, so where the Buddha says, maybe it would be a good thing to put a lot of attention to this as you're sitting in meditation, but during the day while you're doing things, maybe it would be more worthy of your attention than anything else your mind is upsetting about or habitually thinking about, or uh, maybe, or at least you could bring some balance, not just think about the planning and this and that, whatever is your thing, you know, but come back to the actual immediate experience. So shall we Try this a bit? Okay. Maybe a couple of words on the kind of attention that we bring. Huh? It's a very uh, particular kind of attention we're uh, developing here, a presence. We could call it like this presence. Um, how, how do I go about this? I always say the same words anyway, but I, I have to get to them. <laughs> There's something, this, this form of knowledge that we're developing here, this form of, this way of, a, is it the right word, apprehending reality of meeting or discovering mm -hmm. and, and uh, coming in contact with reality is very particular. Huh? It's very ancient. So we're practicing a very ancient way of knowing. It's not the modern kind of the enlightenment or is that the word? Les Lumières, you know, it's, it's not like a, a knowledge, like information about stuff. It's a, it's a felt knowing. 
It's very uh, intimate, very embodied, almost animal. I've been using that imagery uh, lately. So for me, you know, if I'm Pascal sitting here, I'm like, okay, we're sitting in. How many people are there? How many people of which gender are there? At what time do we start? At what time do we finish? You know, all like boom, 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 you know, things like this, maybe. And if I think of an animal, if I think if a cat was sitting here or a dog, you know, what kind of knowing would they have? Would it be like the same kind of knowing? It would probably be just like, not opinions about temperature, but just like, feeling it, not just like, oh, they put the AC on, oh my god, they put the AC, already, AC season has started, you know, that's more human being, like a moment of connection with reality, one half a second, and then gone in opinions and conception and proliferations of mind, you know, the cat or the dog, I imagine, would have a more direct, sensitive, sensory awareness, intelligent, uh, you know, it would be like, it would be felt, you know, and the hardness or the softness of the cushion would be part of the really central to the experience. When I'm like, yeah, but me later and the rest of my life, you know? And the cat or the dog would be like, you know, they would know the temperature of the cushion. They would know the quality of the silence, the vibrations. They would actually stay there and hear it. I, I, I don't want to suggest how the <laughs> animal lives. I don't know. Personally, I'm just using this as a way to come closer to uh, mindfulness, to that kind of knowing, where I'm not organizing stuff and fixing, and I'm not into project managing and you know problem solving. I drop all of this, and then there's just what hands resting, and the al allowing this to be known, and hanging out with that, you know. Not just to be known for a second. Okay, I know, hands, you know. But actually hanging out there. Allowing the hands to do what they do. And in that, something is discovered. It's not just an idea of the hands, but it's an experience of tingling, of heat, of rest. Same thing with the breath, you know. So it's very, very much felt. So the mindfulness, the presence we're bringing is not an acquiring kind of presence. Let me be attentive to get something or to get rid of something. It's much more curious. And also the time, my sense more I practice, and what I'm describing here, this kind of attention, is developed over decades. Really, I haven't seen anybody who's got this down in a few hours. I've been practicing for 20 years. I'm starting to understand what this practice is. So it's a different pace than the, you know, the, the pace that uh, the corporations and others are suggesting to us. Yeah. It's like, hey, I have just have like uh, that amount of minute to get wisdom and liberation of heart, you know, an hour and a half. So when we practice, times drop. That kind of time drops. It's either outside of time. Or it's deep time, deep, deep time. We're doing a practice that has been done for 2,600 years. It was done by the Ganges thousands of years ago. And that's the, the kind of time we're invited in, to actually drop in and allow for life to reveal itself instead of trying to fix it, organize it, understand it really quickly. You know, it's not that. It's very, very different.
And so uh, we just allow life to happen and to do what it does and to be known. And so there's a different attitude, understanding of time. Uh, time opens up in a way. Especially when we're not trying to acquire it, then it's not time-bound. Huh? If I'm trying to acquire something, am I getting it yet? You know, that's the, that's the stress that I bring into practice. But here I'm not trying to get anything. I'm, uh, it's more like humbly meeting life, you know. What is life? And there's also a freshness to it. We're not blasé, huh? Like, for example, you might have been here before, but in mindfulness, we've never been here before. We've never actually been human beings before now. We're like, wow. To be sensitive to hearing or to be a conscious being is such a strange thing. To actually be conscious, to actually be touched by sight or ideas or emotions or to, to be sensitive, to be conscious, intelligent is a really strange thing. And so that's what we're invited to get acquainted with in real time as, as it's happening. Okay, so l let's continue doing that. And maybe the eyes will close or maybe not. will allow the process to unfold in its own way through the invitation of the teacher through time through our own interest or intention to experience life in a little bit of a different way not a habitual way we're interested in being awake to what is uh, alive now. So maybe we can become aware that there is a body sitting here. A body that is sensitive in many ways. It's sensitive to heat and cold and temperature. So we can become aware of this. There is temperature here. And the body knows that very well. So reconnecting with that intelligence of the sensitive body. We don't have to do anything, conclude anything, just feel. body knows gravity it's experiencing it now in the form of heaviness or lightness or touch points of contact so we can allow the body to be held by the earth Resting on the earth, 
soon enough we'll notice that the body is alive, alive with tingling, with sensations, with movements of breath, movements of the belly. Just you don't have to fix the breathing, just allow it to be just as it is superficial or deep probably some in breath deeper than others There's hearing also. That door is open all the time. Can't close it. Allow hearing to happen and be known. The whole body and Heart, very porous, sensitive to uh, sounds and sensations. Seeing if we can stay around, stay here in this body, breathing, hands touching, hearing. Just allow for the impressions of now to happen. Auditory impressions. touch impressions, maybe even heart impressions.
if you want to, could uh, become aware of your face, experience of the face, maybe the heat or sweat or the aliveness, maybe the tingling in the cheeks or the movements of the eyes, tensions or sensations of the lips. And see if you can feel particularly the skin of the face, cheeks or lips. forehead. You could even think about it, have an image of the skin, of the eyelids, skin of the ears, and the scalp. skin of the neck and shoulders and clothing maybe touching shoulders or arms of air touching skin of arms and hands the experience of the skin of the hands resting on the knees or lap or touching each other. This human being protected, enveloped by skin, skin of the chest now and belly, skin that has some moisture to it that allows it to not crack as it expands and contracts with the breath. a live organ sealing the body protecting it sensitive skin along the legs pelvis skin of the knees down calves and ankles and feet, feet covered with skin, soil of the feet, some skin is touching, some cushion or chair, floor. This human being, a bag of skin, and inside the feet, there are the bones. See if you can visualize or feel the boniness, the bones of the feet, so many of them in there. The structure of the skeleton in the legs, the angles or hardness of the bones. thighs and pelvis, the pelvis, pelvic ball, imagining and feeling the vertebrae, 
the thoracic cage and the shoulders, the bones of the shoulders and arms and hands, skeleton sitting with the skull and jaw. You might have images of this and also sensations relating, related to that. Sitting here, a skeleton, many bones organized in such a way you want you could think and feel what's in between the skin and the bones the flesh muscles brain inside the skull flesh of the lips and cheeks in the neck the muscles in the shoulders and the arms all the flesh there and the hands Everything that's between the bones and the skin is full of life, blood. Inside the chest, the heart, the lungs, everything else that is in there, in the belly, the muscles and organs in there, all this life, all this flesh, pelvic region, inside the thighs, the muscles and tendons, everything else in there, and in the calves and feet, the flesh. Just sit here for a moment, uh, aware of the skin, flesh and bones. <coughs> Feeling, imagining. Let's think of the body and experience the body in a different way for a few minutes here. Let's think of its, its elemental nature. This is the earth sitting on the earth here, this lump of earth. Can you feel that, the mass, the weight, the density, the hardness? <coughs> the earth element. It's the physical experience of the body, earth element, the earth element outside of ourselves, externally or internally, same thing, earth. <coughs> 
belonging to earth. We could think of the air element. Feel the air coming in your lungs and nostrils. much we depend and are related to air, belong to air, made, sustained by air. And science seems to tell us that we're made mainly of air and space, space between the atoms and electrons and You might feel your hands as a field of tingling space or heat space or your chest. The heart space or the head space. The air element externally or internally no difference bring your awareness if you want to the fire element temperature this body an experience of temperature of cold areas hot warm areas digestive fire producing energy heat being released all through the body mass of a live fire and warmth. Finally, just if you want, consider the water element in your body right now. Bringing the fluidity that allows the belly to expand and contract, rise and fall. It provides also for the cohesion of the body that doesn't, with the wind scattered in all small particle like flower in the wind. The water element bringing the cohesion the fluids of the body right now or any dryness that you can feel in the mouth or anywhere the absence of water the water externally outside and inside same no difference. Heat 
element, fire element, inside, outside. No difference. Stay for a couple of minutes exploring, feeling the elemental nature of the body sitting here. Earth, water, air, fire, dancing. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.